millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. This is MPB News. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 830 on Friday, February 19th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, a week of snow, ice, and frigid temperatures made commuting hazardous. We check in with MDOT for the latest on how Mississippi's roadways are faring. Then, Wednesday night's wave of winter precipitation resulted in power outages across the state. We hear from the Public Service Commission on the effort to restore electricity. Plus, we want to put people who want to stop our democracy from going forward out of business. Mississippi Congressman Benny Thompson shares more on his lawsuit against former President Trump and his pursuit of accountability for the failed January insurrection. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. A week-long winter storm is having lasting impacts on Mississippi's motorways. Starting Sunday, wintry precipitation and frigid temperatures moved into the state, icing over roads and bridges. The Mississippi Department of Transportation began work early, salting roads and running plows. But sub-freezing temperatures have not allowed the accumulations of ice to melt away, causing log jams on the highways and over 1,100 reported motor vehicle accidents. Jason Smith is Deputy Director of Public Affairs at MDOT. He shares more on the status of Mississippi's highways. We are seeing icy conditions all across the state. Um, crews were able to make some headway yesterday working on the roads. Um, they had some good progress in a lot of areas, but then overnight we had freezing temperatures, which refroze a lot of the places that had been cleared. And so we're still seeing um, some closures and some icy conditions just all across the state. And even though we're heading into the weekend now where there'll be um... – probably less uh, cancellations, there's still a hard freeze warning that goes into place later today into tomorrow. So we're going to have a lot of thawing today, but aren't we back in the same boat tomorrow morning? Well, I don't know if we're going to be back in the same boat, but we'll be, you know, having to deal with these conditions still, at least in 
some areas across the state. Um, you know, Mother Nature is just going to do what she's going to do, and we are working as hard as we can to fight against it, but it's an uphill battle. And, um, you know, our crews are out. They are on the roads with the snow plows. They've got the salt spreaders. They've got all of their all hands on deck, basically, trying to get the roads cleared. We've even got our enforcement guys out there with our crews, helping keep them safe, you know, slowing traffic down and uh, helping to get them more direct routes to the various um, closures and, and trouble spots. In a situation like this, do you have extra resources that you can bring in? Well, I don't know if we have extra resources. In situations like this, we have um, resources in every part of the state. We've got, uh, you know, snow plows and sand and salt and slag and brine that we are going to, you know, put into place. And those are things that we already have. Um, you know, our snow plows, for the most part, are actually our trucks and tractors that are then fitted with the snow plow blade on the front of them. Um, and then our, our, you know, resources like salt and slag and things like that are things that we stock regularly anyway. We just normally don't have to use all of them across the state at the same time. Looking ahead, mm-hmm. what does this kind of weather, this kind of uh, assault on the pavement, so to speak, mm-hmm. does that do permanent damage or damage that's going to require repair especially on bridges? Um, That is something that we try to um, mitigate ahead of time as much as we can, but there is potential there for that. Um, Our crews are trained on the proper mixture so that we don't have extra salinity getting on the bridge and causing extra rust. But um, when we have to salt them constantly day after day after day, um, that stuff builds up, and it's something that we'll address when this is all over. Does the ice form any uh, – d- does it contract and then expand? Does that cause any damage to asphalt? Sure. Um, when you've got uh, moisture on the road surface that maybe gets in through cracks or whatever and gets underneath the road surface and then freezes, it expands and can – increase those cracks and then when it melts and goes away it can uh, lead to an increase in potholes that is something that we will certainly be watching for as all of this ice melts away um, to see if there are uh, where the new potholes have been created and those crews will be out looking for those and addressing those so motorists should be aware to watch for potholes in roads that they normally travel so this could be an ongoing situation in that regard Certainly, certainly. That is one lasting effect of um, ice and freezing temperatures is that they can increase the amount of potholes that are uh, on a roadway. Jason Smith is the Deputy Director of Public Affairs at the Mississippi Department of Transportation. Jason, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you. And uh, please remind everybody to stay off the roads unless they absolutely have to travel. It is still icy and hazardous. The ongoing hazardous weather conditions will continue to affect COVID-19 drive-through vaccination sites operated by the Department of Health. Only five sites will be open today. The Forest, Harrison, 
Jackson, Lauderdale, and Pike locations. All others will be closed. Some county health departments will be closed or delayed due to conditions. Please see the Department of Health's website for more information. Additionally, the COVID-19 drive through testing site in Lowndes County will be closed today, as well as the Old Farmers Market location in Jackson. Sites in Pearl River County and Smith County will be open. Coming up, Wednesday night's wave of winter precipitation resulted in power outages across the state. We hear from the Public Service Commission on the effort to restore electricity. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Thousands of Mississippians are without electricity as layers of ice and falling limbs have downed power lines across the state. More than 170,000 homes and businesses in Mississippi have gone without power this week, with the majority of outages occurring in central areas of the state. On Tuesday, some residents faced scheduled outages by energy providers to save the power grid from prolonged failure. Energy providers are working to bring power back into homes, but as Public Service Commissioner Brandon Presley tells our Kobe Vance, it could take several days. The icy uh, conditions, the freezing rain that came into the state that took down trees and uh, therefore took down power lines in many, place, in many places. Uh, we have been fortunate not to have uh, any supply issues related to our supply of electricity. We had a small moment uh, a couple of nights back where we did have, um, for a very short period of time, uh, a warning about supply and actually had some uh, forced outages. But that lasted, most customers only saw about an hour uh, of that, and then the power came back on. So what we're dealing with right now uh, really is, storm, is all storm-related and is the effect of the freezing rain that came through pretty much uh, a line from uh, Vicksburg and Natchez all the way over to Meridian, uh, the central portion of the state. Uh, lots of damage and, and crews are out working right now. Um, do you have an estimate of just um, how many Mississippians uh, could be affected as we go into Friday? Yeah, you know, I think looking into Friday, um, this is going to be a slow process. It's going to take several days in some areas uh, because damage varies. Uh, in those areas, and this is complicated also with the ice on the uh, on the roads that, that is slowing down response time by utilities. They've got to try to be careful to protect uh, other drivers and themselves. And so, you know, this is going to be a multi-day event. Uh, uh, there's there's just no way up around that uh, because a ton of work has got to be done to get uh, the power lines back up, poles replaced, uh, and all the work done that that need be. Yeah, what's been some of the biggest things that have led to power outages? Uh, it's all been related to uh, freezing rain, um, 
snow, probably some small incidents where a vehicle might hit a, a power pole and take it out, but it's a uh, vast majority of these outages have been related to um, uh, tree damage and, and uh, accumulation of ice. Is it just ice on the power lines or limbs nearby? Right. Yes, sir. And um, uh, have there been any issues with like things like transformers that have been struggling uh, to keep up with the power demands uh, by residents? Not, not that I'm aware of. I'm sure that probably has gone on in some places. Mississippians have uh, really responded to our calls to uh, reduce their usage as best as possible so that we would not see any of the type of rolling blackouts in Mississippi that we've seen in Texas. And they've been wonderful to work with us on that. Uh, we want everybody to stay warm and stay safe, obviously. But uh, the idea of stopping any wasteful uh, acts of um, of um, uh, really using electricity has, has helped everyone out. And it's going to help also as the grid starts to come back on after uh, this, uh, after we see this, this uh, restoration occur. Um, on that call to keep power, could you, what would be your me- message to Mississippians who may not have heard something like that yet? Um, what should they be doing to help keep power on in their areas? Well, a couple of things, you know, it, Obviously, stay warm, uh, keep your heat on, but if you could adjust that thermostat down to 68 or a little bit below and stay warm, that's helpful. Uh, also, avoiding um, tasks like running your dishwasher, running your clothes dryer, those sort of things make a difference. Uh, people don't think they do, but, but they do, and that will be a big help. Um, if you have, if your power is out and if it's been taken out uh, because of the weather, um, trees or whatever, if, if the power's out in your community, one of the best things you can do is go ahead and unplug your appliances while the power is out so that when the power does come back on, uh, there's not such an immediate demand on the system that it does blow some of those uh, transformers and other things. And uh, as far as you know, air conditioners, what should, what's a good temperature Mississippian should be shooting for? Well, on their heating unit, uh, you know, if, if they can turn it down to 68 or even a few degrees below and stay comfortable, that would be helpful. And so, you know, uh, you mentioned on, on in Twitter earlier uh, that there have been some scam calls coming to Mississippians uh, that were set, told that they had to get, um, like, pay, pay money to their electric companies. Could you talk about that and um, what Mississippians should be looking out for there? Yeah, so obviously criminal scammers take advantage of any type of crisis and uh, we've got reports that they've been calling saying that they're your local power provider and that if you wanted to get power uh, or keep your power, you needed to pay them by a certain date. Well, Mississippi Electric Utilities or any other utilities in the state don't go about calling their members to demand payment. And so we just tell people to report those to the Public Service Commission. We have a free smartphone app that they could do that. Um, from that they can download if they look for PSC No Call in their uh, Apple Store or Google Play, uh, they can download that app and report those calls to us. Or secondly, uh, they could uh, go on our website and report it uh, straight from there. But do not send any money and know that that's just a scam if you're getting a call that your electricity is going to be disconnected. And then uh, keeping on the rumor train, uh, there's been some rumors about you know power plants uh, being in uh, overheating and having to shut down people's power. Could you address those? Yes. Uh, the the rumors that there was, was some imminent shutdown of certain power plants in Mississippi last night were not true. Uh, all Mississippi power plants as of now uh, are back and running or in operational. We had one that had gone out 
several days back. Uh, but we have actually been producing more power in Mississippi than we've been using. So uh, those rumors are false, and we just ask people to pay them no mind. And then lastly, looking into the future, how long do you think recovery is going to take to get some get power back to some people's homes? I think in the worst-case scenarios, it could be well into the weekend, first part of next week, for some, for some of the most rural areas. Right, that's a pretty quick turnaround then. We hope that, that, we hope that's, uh, hope that turns out to be the case. Is there anything else we might not have touched on that you want Mississippians to know right now as uh, we continue through this uh, winter weather? Just just the fact that if they will stay off the road, stay out of the way of the utility crews, that speeds up restoration. You know, we, we need them to be able to move as fast as possible. So uh, uh, staying away from them and, and letting them work is going to be key. Brandon Presley is Public Service Commissioner. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Coming up, Mississippi Congressman Benny Thompson shares more on his lawsuit against former President Trump and his pursuit of accountability for the failed January insurrection. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you have Jerry Lewis, Carl Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes. That was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Mississippi Congressman Benny Thompson is using a Reconstruction Era Act as a foundation for a federal lawsuit against Donald Trump and the former president's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. Thompson, who filed the suit with the NAACP, says the Ku Klux Klan Act was passed in the years following the Civil War to ensure outside parties didn't interfere with newly elected Southern congressmen's ability to perform their duties. Now he's using it in an attempt to hold Trump, Giuliani, and extremist groups accountable for the January 6th insurrection. In part two of our conversation, Thompson shares more on his experience that day and his goals for the suit. All of us who were members of Congress, uh, we had to stop what we were doing because this insurrection was occurring. Uh, It played out in real time uh, where millions of people in this country saw those Trump-waving, Confederate uh, flag-waving individuals breaking into the United States Capitol. We were in session. We were doing what the law requires us to do on that day as members of Congress, and they stopped us from doing it. So the law is quite clear, and that's why we feel very good by bringing this lawsuit, uh, because of the the law and why it was put in place. And so here we have, over 100 years later, uh, we are having to bring back a Ku Klux Klan Act in order to save this great democracy of ours from the right-wing terrorists who are trying to stop democracy from going forward. Included in your suit is your potential exposure to COVID-19. Can you share a little bit about your personal experience, your fears perhaps of what happened when you were taken somewhere else to take cover? 
Well, uh, thank you very much. It was a harrowing day. And at the time, uh, we were finally uh, escorted out of the building. Uh, we saw prisoners who were laying on the floor, spread eagle, at gunpoint, who had attempted to break in the Capitol uh, where members of Congress was trying to do their work. Well, we were escorted to what we thought uh, was a safe area, uh, but they put about 300 members of Congress and staff in a room. And there were a number of Republican colleagues in that room who refused to wear a mask. Now, obviously, uh, all the various requirements for social distancing and everything else uh, was thrown out the window. So for two to almost three hours, a lot of us uh, uh, endured that kind of environment. Several of us left and went to what we thought would be more secure areas in terms of addressing the pandemic causes. One of the individuals that I called back down to the room and asked that she and her husband would come up uh, to the area because she's a cancer survivor. And even with that, uh, the next day she tested positive uh, from from COVID-19. But I'm happy to report uh, that she is all right, but she tested positive. And the only area that we can identify uh, of her being in close proximity to any potential risk was that day when the Capitol was uh, violently overthrown uh, by these racist individuals uh, at the direction uh, of the President of the United States. Uh, and, and as you know, he invited those individuals right after the November election to come to, come to Washington on January 6th because it would be wild. Well, little did we know it was wild. And it's just unfortunate that he would put all our lives at risk uh, just because he lost an election. What is your best expectation of how this civil suit will resolve itself? What's the best outcome for you? The best outcome for me is that uh, our case is heard by a jury and the jury find in our favor assessed uh, damages to the defendants, but we really want the punitive damages so we can put the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers uh, out of business. Uh, and if that punitive damage hits Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump in the pocketbook, we can minimize their effectiveness also. But we want to put people who want to stop our democracy from going forward out of business. The greatness of America has been its people and how we choose our leaders. 
in November, the people and voters of America spoke. They did not want Donald Trump anymore. They wanted Joe Biden. And under normal circumstances, we settle our differences at the ballot box, and it's over. But Donald Trump just couldn't let it go. And so because he couldn't let it go, ultimately he invited people to Washington on January 6th. And lo and behold, what happened was this violent insurrection of people trying to take over and stop the orderly business of the United States government simply because he lost his election. Democratic Congressman Benny Thompson, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. And fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.